You can worry if you want to, you can cry if you are scared, you can direct all your energy at being more prepared for a journey that had started so very long ago. Or you can focus on the learning and let your spirit grow. You can focus on the learning and let your spirit grow. Welcome. And as best you can, experience welcome. What good is the concept without the experience? Welcome to Love is the Power. This podcast is rooted in a self-inquiry method known as the work of Byron Katie, and Tom is a certified facilitator of the work. You'll be hearing a dyad, triad, group, or guided meditation today. As you follow along, you're encouraged to do the best you can to experience for yourself what's being shared. Thank you so much for listening. We hope you enjoy this episode. Magnificent, radiant being of light and love. Hello, beloved. Hi. Hi. <laughs> Feels like it's been a long time. Lifetimes have gone by. <laughs> That's the the time the time the times where, as Katie says, the work collapses time. How fun. <laughs> oh, there we go. Turn the turn the brightness up. Yay! Oh my gosh, you guys are beautiful. Wow. Yeah, life, 
Life is meant to be beautiful. You know, but on this planet, we we're just fed so many stories. Right and wrong and well, that's life, you know, eventually everything goes wrong. That's that's just life. Life's the struggle. It's hard. What are what are your some of your favorite life stories of difficulty and <laughs> Hardship makes you make makes you feel like I can't wait to get off this planet. I'm not from here. I'm not from here. Well, you know, some things are just true. Doesn't mean, <laughs> yep. you, can't en- doesn't mean you can't enjoy the trip. Mm, yep. You know, be be in the world, but not of the world, or. You know, act in the world or live in the world, but not be of the world. I don't know who said that. Somebody I thought it was a Jesus saying, in the world, but not of the world. How to act, act in the world, but not be of it, controlled by it, stuck in it trapped and one that feels like it's really been dropping away is I have to know what to do mm, great yeah wow it's so it's so powerful opening up to not knowing in fact, um, that all by itself would would take you can take you to a very deep experience of the unlimitedness of what we are. What was the prompt again? I don't know. Oh, oh, it was uh, depressing thoughts about life. <laughs> life is hard. It's difficult. Things always go wrong. Well, you know, yeah. that's life. Things always go wrong. Something always goes wrong. Da, 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 da. You know, but like as a society, we hold these beliefs and, and whatever we believe to be true, we live. We, we, we live as if it's true and life responds and we create systems that support what we're believing, that reinforce, which everyone knows, like, you know, we have a certain thought, there's something wrong with me. And then the effect of that thought causes us to show up and experience in a way that reinforces there's something wrong with me. (laughs) You know, life's unfair because I believe that thought I experience life in that way, and then it reinforces the belief that life is unfair. 
Oh, but that one's true. <laughs> Everyone knows that. Something recently for me is um, there's nowhere safe. Oh, there's, not even, yeah. there's not even one place, one person, one. Oh, yes. But now, you know, again, some things are true. You know, there is no person who's safe. There's no, there's no person, place, or thing that's going to give you safety. So maybe it's that I need something to be safe. Anything. Something. Yes. <laughs> and it yep. just doesn't seem possible. Yeah, so right now in this moment, is it true that you need a person, place, thing, any, anything? Right now, is it true that you need anything at all to actually be safe in this moment? And I'm not saying feel safe, but be, actually be safe. No. Yeah, not true in the moment. Yeah, I, I don't feel safe right now and I'm speaking anyway. Yeah, you're sitting. Yeah, so then the first in, in this not safe one, because it's so prevalent and we're so so identified with feelings, this one to begin with, it's just to see the truth Don't, and not to worry about feeling the truth yet, but just to see the truth. So if you look into reality in this moment, are you safe? Yeah. Well, look, take a look. You're sitting. You know, the sky's not falling. The world's not collapsing. Nothing's happening. You're just sitting. So if you look at reality, are you safe? And again, I'm not saying, do you feel safe? I'm just saying to, to just look right now. <laughs> I'm noticing a, a, a story about a, a disease within my body that I can't see or control. Okay, so that could be true. And it might kill you, you know, three seconds from now. And right now in this moment, if you look, really look, even if that's true, right now, are you safe? Other than the feeling that you're not safe, are you safe? Mm-hmm. <laughs>
Yes. Yeah. Yeah, so then on this one, Jenna, um, sometimes we have to verify this like hundreds of times. You know, again and again and again. But what what happens is the feeling has been proof that I'm not safe. Yeah. And then, so then we naturally think the proof that I am safe is when the feeling's gone. And because we identify so strongly with the feeling, sometimes it can take quite a while. Plus, you know, we have the habit of past future, because the it's always a past future dynamic that creates the sense of not safe. Um, we begin to balance it out by seeing the truth in the moment. Okay, I can see I'm safe. I'm, I definitely am not trusting it. <laughs> you know, but I can see I'm, right now I'm safe. And then to continue to verify over and over and eventually the scene, the truth, almost like uh, scales, you know, right now the scale is weighted on the feeling is massive proof that I'm not safe. And you see it, you see it, you see it, you see I'm safe, you see I'm safe, you see I'm safe, you see I'm safe. And then the scene of reality begins to hold a little more weight each time you do that until until you'll reach a certain point where the not you'll you won't trust the not safe feeling so much as evidence it'll begin to weaken that proof but but the the the, the I'm not safe story it can take uh, it can take quite a few t moments of verifying again and again and again, you know, but you, 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 you have the time to verify as often as you remember, you know, so let's do it again. So there's, there's the feeling, I'm assuming there's still the feeling that you're not safe. Is that accurate? Yeah. Okay, so now is the feeling absolute proof that you're not safe? No. No, okay, so we just let that in. It's not absolute proof and um, and we're not denying the fact that it sure would be nice if the feeling changed to a sense of safety. No doubt that would be really nice. And it's also great to acknowledge it's not proof, it's not absolute proof that I'm not safe. So now again, just looking into the moment, just this moment, 
you're not safe. Is that true? No. <clears throat> and let that know in. Not, it's just not true. Feels true, yes. In reality, I can see it's not true. If you can see that for yourself. Not true. I could pick up with that dysfunctional um, aspect. Um, because of my story, um, the reason I kind of found the work is because I had gotten to a very dysfunctional point in my life where I just couldn't do anything. Uh, you couldn't stand, you couldn't sit, you couldn't lie. Okay, you got me. Yeah, I could stand, I could sit, I could do all those things. I okay. um, couldn't work. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. And, and so I just wanted to tell you, I have been binge listening to you for several months now. Oh. And so I have comments to every single, um, <laughs> every single one. And it's helped me incredibly. And I, you know, between you and then Katie's work and all the books and everything, everything you mentioned, I read, I'm doing phenomenally, but I, have my stories going back to you when you talked about having to give up your story and it ended mm -hmm. up being that you were a victim. Mm -hmm. And of course I'm a victim, but um, I have these stories and I find that no matter what I do, it comes back to I'm different. And mm -hmm. because I'm different, I can't be uh, connected to anybody. I can't be connected to people except my okay. family. Okay, so you have your family. Right. Very close. Well, but, but, you, you, but you can't be connected to anyone else. Right. I have very few friends. They would think I have friends, but I don't think I have friends because they don't understand me because, because of the work and, and everything else. Now, even my religious family, my, um, you know, that I was part of, I, I'm not part of them anymore. Yeah. Okay. So, and is that a problem? Well, okay. So, so what I what I actually did the work on yesterday is I can't leave my church because my, you know, my family won't let me, and so forth. So it is a problem because uh, is this your biological family won't let you? Oh yeah, biological, right? Yeah, like a husband and children and grandchildren. Oh, I see. Uh huh. Yeah, and they're and they're all part of this this church, right? And you can't, so you can't leave it, right? In my mind, in my mind. Yeah, yeah, they won't let you. But it's all. But I've done it now with my. Okay, so I'm making this very confused. Do, well, yeah. Do you want to leave the church? Well, it's the problem is I feel like I'm different now. I'm different than them. I don't fit in. They don't talk about stuff I believe anymore, and. Uh-huh. So do you want to leave the church? Um, you don't hold, you're not holding the same beliefs and I just don't want to I don't want to feel so different all the time. I don't want to be different always. Okay. Do you believe the same way they believe? No. Okay. 
there's not much you can do about that, is it? Yeah. Yeah. But so, I mean, I can still be friends. So, uh, I... Go ahead. Uh, absolutely. You can sit there, you can listen, you can um, not believe any of it. Right. Yeah. But, but, you know, do you want to leave the church? Given the fact that your husband and children and family are all part of the church, do you want to leave it? No. No. I, yeah. It's always the same thing. It's I just I want I don't I feel like if I'm not if I don't have things in common with other people. The, well, if, so you don't have things in common with them. Is that true? <laughs> of course not. No. You know, it's like uh, two eyes, a nose, a mouth, legs, arms. Uh, right. I mean, the list could go on and on and on what right. you have in common with people. You know, but because of the belief I'm different, and this is the nature of all beliefs, right. whatever we believe, that belief will dictate where we put our attention, what we focus on. It takes over where the attention goes. So I believe I'm different. Well, now I'm just going to focus on okay. whatever's different. And you know, the old saying, um, you can't see the forest for the trees. Right. So it's like, we have a belief I'm different. And it's like putting our nose against <laughs> one tree, which proves I'm different. Right. And there's a whole forest of commonality. Right. But my nose is right up against the tree that supports I'm different. That's all that's all I can see because of the belief. So, so but I've done the work on I'm different and I've done very, very specific situations, and it's always obvious I'm not different or I have similarities. Yeah, there but are I some still, commonalities. I can't get I still don't have any friends. I still push people I don't, away. Oh, you know, for me, I just don't see where it's a problem. You don't have any friends. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah. Okay. You know, that's just, I don't have any friends. And right away, some people are like, what's wrong with you? Right. You know, a healthy person has friends. Well, that's, that's an opinion. <laughs> that's, that's a made up. That's just made up. <laughs> but but I guess I guess the point. Is, okay, so I kind of given all the rules to learning. The point to the work is to go from fear in my mind. So it could be totally wrong. Is to go from fear to love, and to not feel this fear. And that's what's happened in my life. But I still well, I can't feel connect. Isn't connection love? Well, we're always connected, and there's nothing you can do about it. Right. So it's just a it's just a matter of noticing. Mm -hmm. Like the fact that you can speak proves you're connected. Okay. But we have we'll have we have all these rules on what connection should look like, what it should feel like. So so we'll have a whole list of rules of what connection should look like and feel like. And if it doesn't match that, then we conclude I'm not connected. But the fact that you can see, hear, talk, like even if you don't talk, just the fact that you can see, mm -hmm. oh, we can't, we can't be living in separate realities. Mm -hmm. You know, separate, you cannot be, 
if there's any interaction at all, any way at all to interact, you are not in some separate reality. You are not disconnected. So what you're feeling is just the that the way you're connected doesn't match whatever ideas you think connection should be look like you know like oh if i was connected i have lots of friends if i was connected i'd feel a certain way right right yeah you know and you talked about love moving to love well love's not a feeling but True. we're we're so identified with feelings we you know but when we experience love we can get very um high physical emotional feelings and we can mistake that for love and we can get very addicted to that aspect of it you know but 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 um and fear doesn't have to go away to experience love either mm. you know uh, um, that's why I, I love there's several living turnarounds that i love because they to experience the turnaround, it uh, takes us directly to the love that we are. And one of them is love welcomes everything, even fear. You know, so fear shows up when we resist it or we do the work to get rid of it. But we basically, we go to war with the fear or we use it as proof. I'm not loving, I'm disconnected, there's something wrong with me. And, um, and so, like right now, are you experiencing fear? No. No. Okay. But, and I, as you were talking the whole time, I thought I've been on here three or four or five times, and I was too afraid to talk because everybody else knew what was going on. And I was a different one who didn't know and had never been to your things. And I never could come to your things because I'm so different. <laughs> okay. So, what do you like about the story? I'm so different. <laughs> I guess it's because I so I came with from a big family and they all told me I was adopted and they, I was the weird one and the messed up oh. one and I really embraced that apparently because I can't. Oh uh, yeah, I'm the weird one. I'm adopted. I don't belong. I don't belong. Mm -mm. I don't belong. Okay. <sighs> okay. So so feel that. Hurts. <laughs> I feel oh, good. We hit it. Boom. I don't belong. Yeah. So, um, so see if you can sense this story as a decision that you made very, very long time ago. Oh, yes. Yeah, you feel it? Oh, my gosh, yes. Yeah. Okay. So now, right now in this moment, are yeah. you still interested in this decision that happened way, 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 way back? I'm still into no no wow and I can really see it it's like I it's separate from me I see it yep wow, that's decision. Cool. yeah and now just allow all the energy tied up in that story to begin to undo itself unravel allow that decision to unknot itself okay and so I'll ask you again and and then just stay with your answer and allow the story to unravel. So 
right now in this moment, are you still interested in this decision that you don't belong? No. <laughs> that's weird because that's really effective and so fast. All of a sudden, <laughs> I, I can see these people actually have come to my house the past few days. <laughs> and I didn't, it's just funny. I didn't even notice. <laughs> no, I thought it's because, oh, they're worried about me because I haven't been responding. So they're just, they're just checking up. Yeah. But all of a sudden I felt like, no, I can be long. Yeah, well, it's not even that you can belong. You don't have a I choice. Do. You do belong. Yeah. <laughs> wow. You have, a you have a body that's in this universe and it belongs. Right. Yeah. Thank yeah, you. So, oh, you're so welcome. <laughs> I'll keep listening. It's so, so, so amazing. Oh. Yeah, it makes me very, very happy that um, Caroline and Dory keep me going. <laughs> Thanks, Carol. Thanks for, for being so generous with who you are. Yeah. And Claire. Hi. Hey, I thought I would be brave and put my hand up. Woohoo! Um, yes, I've met a fellow that introduced me to the work and you, and um, I've been resistant, but I see the, I think it was like one session I had with her, and I was like, it was an amazing um, experience. Um, so, yeah. Um, there's so many things that I would like to bring up, but. Um, yeah, well, first. See if you can experience that you are welcome here as you are that's a cool thing yes um, it is pretty um something that I don't feel in the world as much. Yeah. No. Um, and right now, take a moment and just welcome all the feelings that are coming up. They're welcome also. As best you can, just allow yourself to be open and welcoming to all the feelings. All these different parts of us that have not experienced being welcome. 
Now's the time to welcome all of them as they come up as feelings. It's a... I've spent a lot of time suppressing them, so. <laughs> yeah, well, we have the time, we have the space. <laughs> so one, yeah, so one more, one more time. Just allow yourself to open up, open up the heart area, and welcome all the feelings that are arising. Welcome any tears. all these precious parts of you just welcome I always am scared of the feelings because I want to be strong for my son. Yeah. Yeah. So right now in this moment, you need to be strong. Is that true right now? Not right now. Not right. Yeah. So let the truth in right now. Don't have to be strong at all. And again, as best you can, just allow all those feelings to have their life. Okay, and possibly one last time. Open <laughs> that, yeah, open that, <laughs> open that heart area. And welcome all these precious parts of you. All the feelings that go with these precious ones. to let them all know that they're welcome here, welcome in your heart. Okay. <laughs>
That's like magic how you did that. Mm. Huh. Yeah, well, it's, um, it's the power of love. And that comes, <laughs> from, that comes from you. Yeah. yeah, I'm just reminding you of the love that you are and the natural ability that we have to welcome everything, especially ourselves. Um, I don't know, loving myself, you know, uh, I feel resistant towards it or doing things for my well-being. Yeah. Like I can't? Uh-huh. Well... You know, from my perspective, you don't have to do anything in the self-care area. To me, the, the greatest self-care is what we just did, just welcoming all the different parts, communicating to all these different parts of you that they're welcome as they are. Okay. <laughs> uh huh. You know, and um, you'd be amazed it because it, as we welcome these parts, the energy that it takes to keep these parts separate gets released, and we end up having more energy available. And then you could say. Yeah, and then you could say self-care starts to happen. But it's not from an idea of self-care and I have to do this and or I need to do this to have a bath. It's more energies freed up and these parts of us are welcome and they have these parts have are creative, they're playful, they're they have all these different um qualities that have not had the room or space because they haven't felt welcome to uh, to express or to live. And somebody from the outside might look, oh my gosh, Claire, she's she's just so great at taking care of herself. <laughs> and inside of you, you may not have even had a thought of self-care and taking care of yourself. You know, but we'll get this idea, oh, I have to do the self-care thing. I'm not doing the self-care thing. Oh, what is the self-care thing? What is it, like bubble baths or um, uh, riding a bike, what, you know? The gym has been haunting me, so I want to get to the gym. <laughs> oh, it's been calling? It's calling you, the gym? Um, people have been suggesting uh -huh. um, close. and it what makes sense think? it makes sense to you to go to the gym um, yeah. would you like to experience the gym 
Uh, <laughs> I'd like to experience the weight loss and the increased mood, beneficial mood. Uh, that um, that uh, exercise might might give you. Okay. And being a part of all the gym friends and being in that I love myself crew and I go to the gym. Uh, okay. So do you have some? <laughs> do you have gym friends? They're they're my the ones family, suggesting. Yeah, okay. mostly so, my sister. Okay. And um, um, do you enjoy her company? <laughs> we can pause the recording. <laughs> she won't be listening to this, I think. Okay. Um, I love her. Um, yes, that's not the that's not the question. Do, do you enjoy her company? Like, do you want to hang out at the gym with her? Is that is that um, would that be like a really nice outing for you? Since getting sober, I found our relationship different. Uh huh. Um, and uh, I, she, I find her angry, even with all the gym. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, so much for the self care. <laughs> but who knows? Um, Maybe she'd be. Yeah, more it's angry. the process. <laughs> yes. I, I kind of go to sad and she goes to angry. So uh -huh. that's yeah. just our styles, you know? Yeah. So it clashes. Yeah. So would you like to experience the gym? Um, I think I would really like to accomplish um uh i think i would i would like to experience the gym or something that i like to have in a routine to get my heart rate up um okay and the gym seems most feasible with lots of rain here and um uh -huh. <clears throat> okay so do you have a piece of paper handy something to write on I Something to write okay. with? Blank sheet of paper? <sighs> okay. So, um, write down a statement like, um, I allow myself to uh, regularly go to the gym. Like what, what would be, what would be nice? Like three days a week, four days a week, seven days a week, one day a week. What would be nice? What would you like to experience? Um, <clears throat> I, yeah, like three days a week. Good, okay. good start. Okay, so I allow myself to go to the gym three days a week. I allow myself to easily and effortlessly fit the gym, fit gym time into my schedule three days a week. 
sometimes I'm worried that if I go to the gym and then I start to um, feel too good about myself and then become flirtatious and then I'll flirt with guys at the gym uh-huh. and I've been protecting myself from relationships and just focusing on myself. Okay, so you're not in a relationship. Is that what I'm no, hearing? No, I... I'm very, I'm working on my codependency and my recovery. Okay. And I've been kind of keeping myself. Yeah. So that imagination is um, in the way. Like say that statement out loud. I allow myself to easily. I allow myself to regularly go to the gym and then I'm not fast enough writing. I allow myself to go to the gym three times a week? Uh, yeah, I allow myself to easily and effortlessly go to the gym three times a week. Um, <laughs> okay, so then, oops, I'm not hearing you. Is everyone else hearing, Claire, or is it just me? Okay, no, say I something don't again. Apologies, that was just my phone. Okay. Yeah, so now the first thing that's in the way is you're going to flirt and um, break your, whatever your agreement with yourself to not. <laughs> it sounds like you have an agreement to focus on yourself, not not a uh, relationship. Yeah. Till I'm strong, okay. like, yeah. Okay. So look at flirting, doing that whole thing, and uh, focusing on freeing yourself of, co- of codependency. Mm-hmm. And which are you interested in? Not, not which one should you do? Which one are you actually interested in? Flirting, doing the guy thing, or uh, addressing your codependency? I definitely, it's hard. Right now, I'm very into my codependency, like addressing it, but suddenly yeah, I. So see that's what that. I'm talking about right now. We're not talking about next week. Okay. So We're that's not talking what about, I'm like, yeah, we're not talking about some of that. Yeah, right now, which are what are you interested in? Addressing, Adjusting. continuing. Yeah, and feel that. That's your interest. And what we're interested in is always going to trump um, some form of self-violence to keep us in line. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, so could it be you can... Trust yourself around this. Could it be? It could be. Okay. So I have a question for you. Could it be time to love yourself and trust yourself no matter what you do or don't do? Could it be time? 
to love and trust yourself no matter what happens. Yeah. Yeah, it's time. Okay, so let's work with a different statement. I allow myself to love and trust myself no matter how I show up. This is um, this is a very, from my perspective, is a very powerful living turnaround for how we have been doing it, which is to not love ourselves, not trust ourselves until we do everything perfect to self-reject, self-criticize, mistrust, um, kick out of our heart. Okay, so now you've probably been experimenting with that way of living for as long as you can remember. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, as a path to happiness, as and, a path yeah. to trusting ourselves, as a path to loving ourselves. And so now, from a consciously aware place, how's it working? self-rejection, mistrust, not loving, as a path to a happy life, a full life, or a complete life. Mm. Uh, yeah, that no matter how I show up really hit me. Um. <laughs> yeah. I worry if I do that, then I'll be complacent and not make the change. Yeah. Okay. So let's look at your, the old experiment. Oh, yes. Sorry. <laughs> no, no, that's good. What you brought up is perfect because that's how the mind works. That's why we self-reject. As the mind says, oh, if we stop, if we start being nice to ourselves, if we start loving ourselves unconditionally, trusting ourselves unconditionally, oh my God, we're going to be a mess. <laughs> so, but all we have to do is look at, okay, well, I have been, you could say, loving myself conditionally. When I do, when I behave exactly right, which rarely ever happens, <laughs> I'll be nice to myself. The rest of the time, I'm hard on myself. I'm harsh. I reject. I criticize. I condemn. I don't trust. As a way to get me to have a really good life. So is it like if that strategy worked, do you think mm -hmm. it would have worked by now? <laughs> uh, like, have you? Yeah, have you? It, it, it would have worked, but it hasn't. Yeah. Yeah. And not because you haven't applied it. Like you've probably <laughs> done a great, a great job with self-criticism, self-condemnation, self-rejection. 
this trust. Yeah. Yeah, so then you just let it in. Okay, I've, I've really given it a good shot. If that could work to get me to have a really good life, it would have worked by now. So now the opposite, the, the, the living turnaround is, oh, wait a minute, maybe it's time to unconditionally love myself and unconditionally trust myself, no matter how I show up. Yeah, so one more time, could it could it actually be time to love and trust yourself no matter what? Definitely. Yeah. yeah. Just feel that yes, it's time. <laughs> yeah, so now, since you have a yes, uh, whenever, moving forward from here, whenever the old experiment shows up, if, if it shows up, but you notice the harshness or the self-criticism or any of that, that's the reminder of your new experiment. It's like, oh, wait a minute. Actually, new experiment. And you just ask yourself again, could it be time, right? Right now, could it be time to love myself and trust myself even though I just did a flirt, a flirty thing? Even though I just ate something that I have identified as something I shouldn't eat. Even though I didn't do enough today. Didn't, oh, good one. Didn't do enough today, like every day. <laughs> right? Is that one of your favorite stories? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, so I love, I, I love and trust myself even though I didn't do enough today. And just feel it right now. Look at today. One more day where you didn't do enough. And could it be time to love and trust yourself anyway? No matter what you do and no matter what you don't do. Yeah. 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 I guess it takes practice to know how that shows up. Well, but... it's brand new territory. That's right. So it's, it's, you have to, you won't know what it's going to be like till you experiment with it. Now, the mind is going to go, oh, God, this is going to be a terrible. <laughs> it's going to be a mess it's going to, and whenever the mind says that all you have to do is go wait a minute we have experimented with self-rejection for a long time if self-rejection worked we would have an amazing life by now 
Like we would be so happy, so whole, so full, so complete. Or you can just go when the mind says that you go, well, we're going to find out if it's true. There's only one way to find out if it's true that you're, it's going to be worse if you love and trust yourself completely. And that's to love and trust yourself completely and see if it's true. It's um, living, living the first question. Is it true? Okay. So now say the, say the statement again, I allow myself to love and trust myself no matter how I show up. Uh, I allow myself to love and trust myself no matter how I show up. Unconditionally. Oh, yeah, sorry. Just notice if you have a yes to that or if it feels like something's in the way. <laughs> Mostly it feels yes. Um, yeah. 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 It's, yeah it's, it's just it's a time. strong, you know. Yep. Yeah, it's the mind's going, uh oh. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, you know, because the mind doesn't like unfamiliar territory. Yes. Yeah. One of my friends was like, Are you whipping yourself again, Claire? <laughs> you know? Mm -hmm. And I said, I didn't want to stop that. You know? <laughs> They're just so ingrained. Yeah. Uh, and now, now you're very aware that you do that experiment and you're very aware of the results of, you know, self, um, criticism, self-rejection. It doesn't work. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Cause if you're like me and most of us, you've given it a very good shot at working. <laughs> Oh yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. Thank you, Claire. Thanks, Tom. Yeah. Hmm. And Joanna. You're muted. There we go. There we go. Thanks. What's up? Funny one, you know, dilemma. Um, mm. Looks like Bob went off, which is too bad. But anyway. No, Bob's um, here. Is? Hi, Bob, wherever you are. <laughs> Not on my page. <laughs> um, so this is what's happening. <laughs> ah, nothing new there. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> no, actually, things are going really well. But there's this weird dilemma right now that I that I am puzzled by, mm -hmm. and it's that Bob and the neighbor had a fight yesterday, mm -hmm. and part of me says it's not my business. You know, it wasn't my fight. But the neighbors next door. <laughs> um, yeah. So uh, it doesn't sound like uh, that doesn't ring true for you. That is not your business. 
right it's like i'm right on the fence with like well you're not right on the fence you're it's not it's not ringing okay. true for you <laughs> if it okay. rang true for you you'd be peaceful oh yeah not my business yeah but um but if it if it's not ringing true then then uh then it would be some t type of trying to force it to not be your business or yeah so this is the but, puzzle i hear you yeah. is so now come at it from okay it, as it is right now it is my business whether whether i'm making it my business or not where i'm at is it's my neighbor this it's our neighbor it is my business okay so then so there's all these things like it's um what would you like to experience in relation to the neighbor and the fight <laughs> and and we're not asking the mind what's possible we're no i know asking you yeah just asking you what would you like to experience peace harmony yeah i'd like the fight good, be good over um i'd like us to be back at peace with the neighbor yeah, I'd like to experience peace with the neighbor or yeah. harmony with the neighbor. Yeah, so. But definitely not at the point of not having harmony with Bob. Okay, so I'd like to experience peace I'd like and everybody with, Bob, to be happy. With, with Bob. Ah, yeah, so you want everyone to be happy. Yeah, honestly, that's like in this little microcosm of two neighbors. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And um, imagine everyone's happy. Bob's happy. The neighbor's happy. Everyone's happy. And what do you want it for? Peace. Yeah. So your peace is dependent on Bob and the neighbor. Is that true? Your experience of peace is dependent on Bob and the neighbor. God. So I've I've managed to let go of a lot of big things that we've talked about, you know. Yeah. So is it true? One, Your peace. Like this one, it feels like. Well, it's just is it true? Your peace is dependent on Bob and the neighbor. Right now, yes. Happy. And what what's your proof that it's dependent on that? Because I stop. I try to stop thinking about it, and then I see the truck in the way where the neighbor doesn't like it, and I'm back on. Unpeace. Okay, so your lack of peace is proof. That's your proof that it's dependent on them. Is that actually proof that it's dependent on them being peaceful with each other or harmonious with each other or happy with each other or working things out? Is it is that actually proof? This lack of peace that you're experiencing? No. So 
do you absolutely know that your peace, and I mean like the fullest, most complete peace you could ever experience, do you absolutely know that that kind of peace within you is dependent on Bob and the neighbor? No, I do not know. And how do you react? What happens when you really believe it depends on them working things out? Then I keep thinking about it and keep micromanaging. Like, well, no, I couldn't talk to Tony, but Bob's doing his thing. So I'm just um, spinning my wheels in it. It's like I'm. And is it peaceful or stressful? <laughs> it's wheel spinning. Yeah. And who do you like um, giving Bob and the neighbor all this power? complete power over your peace? Do you like giving that to Bob and the neighbor? Look at them. Is that who you want to trust your peace with? Not really. No, no, not really. They have proven themselves. They're not the, they're not the place to trust your peace with. <laughs> not today. <laughs> nope. Yeah. So every time you believe this thought, and this is one that usually runs a little more, you know, subconscious, a little more under under the radar. Um, but when you believe this thought, it's the same as giving them the all the power. Yeah. And sometimes that's all we need to know about the story to begin to loosen loosen up the grip on it. Yeah. Right. So it's really helpful. It's not the, like you're talking with Claire, it's like not the right and the wrong. It's like, do I want my peace? Yeah. Or don't I? That's, what, that's right. What works and what doesn't work. Do I want my peace or do I want some other agenda? Do I really want to put Bob and the neighbor working things out in between me and my peace? Right. I mean, look at him. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> no, you know, been there, done that enough. You know, do I really want to put the world working things out? In between me and my peace. Oh my God. Forget that one. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And Bob and the neighbor, that's the world. It's interesting that I can go like, yeah, that I can forget that. Like, yep. that it becomes next door. It's a different, I think it's a different story. It's not. Yeah. And I think I could solve it, you know? I mean, <laughs> and so I go into it instead of just 
Well, you know, if you think, you know, if you think you can help them out, help them find a solution, like by all means, but, but it's nice. It's, we're usually more effective when we're doing it not, you know, from a place of freedom versus a place of dependency. Yeah. You know, I believe my peace is dependent on it. Then, you know, then even though we might have a brilliant solution, it'll have that agenda edge of the you know yep. that energy of the agenda which always has a little energy of force violence yeah yep. demand yeah cool yeah thanks oh you're so welcome <laughs> it's amazing Yeah, so we'll just do a little check in and look at Bob and the neighbor and what's going on and, and just how's how's the energy in the body? Is it loosened up a little lighter? Yeah, yeah. Completely relaxed. It's pretty close. Pretty close. Yeah. Okay. So then, just welcome whatever whatever little bit of tension is remaining as you look at Bob and the neighbor. And just welcome, welcome that little bit of tension. Just allow it to dissolve into this undemanding, welcoming presence of love that you are. And yeah, I, I just. It's really helpful. I mean, I get how how different that is from going into the story in the in the future, and yeah, we're not going to move. So we're going to have enemies. For, you know, this whole yeah. If this doesn't resolve, it's going to get worse. If I don't do something, it's going to get worse. Thanks. Yeah. And so right now, allow yourself to do absolutely nothing other than welcome the little bit of tension. Otherwise, you're doing absolutely nothing about Bob and the neighbor. And just notice how in this moment, it doesn't get worse when you let go and just welcome yourself. My hand down. Mm-hmm. I figured how lower my hand. But um, <laughs> <laughs> I'm pretty sure I have the power to lower your hand. I couldn't figure it out either. <laughs> I, tried for I, I tried for about a second. 
Tom? Yeah. Can can I um, just ask or just make a comment? So I, I yeah. realized as I was listening then to Claire and everybody else today, um, that so what I was doing was I was separating fear versus love. So I was making turning it into a you know dual situation, mm -hmm. but just with fear and love instead of. So when I didn't feel good about them, instead of embracing and welcoming that I'm separate, I was automatically going, oh, no, you're separating yourself. So you're fearful. So you're not yeah. loved. So it's a lie. Yeah. And that's why, even though I do the work, I could never get through it because I still came out to I'm different. Yeah. So that's why when I'm talking to you, all of a sudden it was like, wait, something's right. And it's just because I was still doing the dual thing. Yep. I mean, how many times do you have to say it before we get it through? I guess a lot. Mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> so that, it, that's, that was really cool. Thank you. Because it yeah, takes me a few minutes to, to get through, to figure, or hours or yeah. days or years. So. Yeah. You know, as Katie says, without a concept of time, everything happens right on time. Perfect. Thank you. Yeah. Not one moment too soon, not one moment too late. Yeah, so maybe, um, maybe we could close with... Um, by um, by noticing by turning our attention towards that which has the ability to notice to notice thoughts to notice images to notice feelings. To turn our attention to that which is aware, awake, already. And for a couple moments, Allow yourself to be completely uninterested in the stories, the images, and the feelings. And more interested in this presence of awareness, this awake awareness. that effortlessly and instantly welcomes everything and everyone. It's so instant and so effortless, we usually don't see it. And now we're going to consciously turn our attention 
to this presence of awareness. And just notice how this presence of awareness is free, independent of images, stories, and feelings. It's already free. It's already whole, complete, free, undisturbed. In fact, it's undisturbable. You know, that's why, that's why the sky is so often used as an image to help us get in touch with who we are. But imagine the sky being disturbed by a hurricane, like, a, like one of those huge hurricanes. It's, it's just not possible. Doesn't matter how big the hurricane gets. And allow that image to help you experience this quality of this awareness that it. It is undisturbable. Effortlessly, naturally. Always undisturbable. And then we'll close with a quote from Katie. <clears throat> Through inquiry, we discover how attachment to a belief or story causes suffering. Before the story, there is peace. Then a thought enters, we believe it, and the peace seems to disappear. We notice the feeling of stress in the moment. Investigate the story behind it and realize that it is not true. The feeling lets us know that we're opposing what is by believing the thought. It tells us that we are at war with reality. When we notice that we are believing a lie and living as if it were true, we become present outside our story. Then the story falls away in the light of awareness.
eventually, right, then the story falls away in the light of awareness, and only the awareness of what really is remains. Peace is who we are without a story until the next stressful story appears. Eventually, inquiry becomes alive in us as the natural, wordless response of awareness to the thoughts and stories that arise. And right now, one more time, allow yourself to Turn your attention to this awareness, this awake awareness. And consciously allow the mind and the feelings the imaging, allow all of that to just do whatever the hell it wants to do. While you allow yourself to be more interested in this undisturbable presence of awareness that you are. And for um, another couple moments, allow just being aware to be enough. Okay, friends, thank you for joining together, coming together to support each other in um, um, undoing, as Katie says, undoing these stories that cause all the suffering on the planet. <laughs> okay, for those who are interested, we'll do it again next week. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks, Tom. Thank you, Tom. Tom. Thanks, Thanks, Tom. Thanks, Tom. Thank, Thank you, Joanna. Thank you, everyone. Thank you. Thank you, everyone. Thank you, everyone. Thank you, Tom.
Life is lived in lessons, each lesson's got its theme. They keep circling back for you until you start to see. Where you forgot you were connected with everything. It's okay, we all do it too, it just takes remembering. It's okay, we all do it too, it just takes remembering. That love is what we're all here for. It's the only score we're keeping, so settle yours. Love is what we're all here for. It's the only score we're keeping, so settle yours you can do all of the things you can play all of the parts you can make a mess of everything or score off all the charts but when you reach the end and you think that you have died you The views and opinions expressed on the Tom podcast are those of the individual speakers and do not necessarily reflect the views and opinions of Byron Katie, nor the intent of her self-inquiry method known as The Work. For more information on Byron Katie, please visit thework.com. If you wish to learn more about Tom, a certified facilitator of The Work, and the podcast's eponym, please visit theworkwithtom.com. Thank you.